Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm excited to be back another week on my new show on bizradioashville.com. I just want to, again, always thank the listeners for tuning in every week and downloading the podcast. We've gotten Great feedback, and I know you guys are going to enjoy the show that we have today. So we're going to jump right in. So today is my first female CPA to be on the show. A few weeks back, we had the fabulous Wade Rogers. Um, But today we have um, a young lady that started um, her accounting and consulting practice in 2012. Her firm specializes in assisting small and mid-sized businesses from for-profits, non-for-profits to help them meet their accounting and financial reporting needs, as well as filling gaps in staffing. More importantly, this firm is 100% female-owned and employed. I would work for her if I had a couple of extra hours in the day as well. But without further ado, today's guest is Michelle Tross, owner of Michelle Tross CPA, CFE, PLLC. That's a mouthful. Welcome, Michelle. How are you? It is a mouthful. I am great. Thank you so much for having me, Veronica. No, it's an honor. Anybody that is in the Western North Carolina area, really North Carolina, that's a CPA, you're infamous. We know you. You're involved um, on the board of North Carolina Association of CPAs. You're um, very involved with FABA, the Fletcher Area Business Association. You're involved with the Henderson County Chamber. You're just everywhere. And I just love that you're just a badass. (laughs) Well, I try, but thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's uh, such a great community. Um, All of Western North Carolina, I am the one that's privileged to be able to live and work here. Isn't it great? It's amazing. You know, we have friends and family all the time that they'll drive two, three hours just to come up to the mountains for a day trip. So I have to pinch myself. And yes, I can nitpick little things, um, you know, affordable housing and diversity and blah, blah, blah. But I can never, I've only had a business in Western North Carolina and I can't imagine having a business anywhere else because like you said, the relationships and the support that I've received from fellow CPAs like yourself has been outstanding. And I just don't see that in other metropolitans that I've lived in. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's so super unique here. I I find it very entrepreneurial mindset. Yes, Mm -hmm. correct. We have the issues for sure, like any other um, city or suburban Mm -hmm. area, for sure, you know, affordable housing um, and the like, all the things that you mentioned, of course. Um, But here it's just it's very different doing business in Western North Carolina than it is in any other city, such as like Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. And even, you know, where I, I moved here from, from New England. So even from up there, it's just very different. And, and I've even been in the Durham Raleigh area here. It is truly 
who it's all about kind of personal connections, like you said, sort of like who, you know, making those personal referrals. Uh, people do business with people they know and trust by yes. far large. Yes, exactly. It's, it's amazing. So it's it's just a gift to not only live in the beautiful mountains uh, of Western North Carolina, uh, but to be able to own a business in this area and, and to be able to work in this community. People are just amazing. Absolutely. So with you mentioning New England, I want to jump right in with you telling the listeners a little bit about you and where you're from and how you did settle down to the mountains and started in accounting. Because we've talked about in our um, North Carolina Association of CPA meetups that we had before COVID that unfortunately being a CPA is almost like this dying dinosaur because it's not required to be a CPA to be an accountant, like if you're a lawyer or a doctor. So I definitely want you to touch on, you know, why you got started in accounting and why you're still doing it. But first tell us about you. I always ask all my guests to tell us a little bit about their background so we can better understand your journey. Well, um, absolutely. But how much time do we have? No, I'm just <laughs> as much as you need, Michelle, you're the boss. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, well, it is. I mean, I appreciate the question because it's kind of interesting that it's even a question. Right. So mm -hmm. many people are transplants in this area. It's kind of like, well, tell me where you're from. OK. Assuming we're not from this area. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I actually grew up uh, in Maryland, right outside of Baltimore. More. Um, it was it was great. I loved it. As a matter of fact, I was just there a few weeks ago visiting some family, um, you know, being as we were talking before, just being fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided, OK, that's it. I'm going to go see the family. I hadn't yeah. been there in over a year. So, yeah. So we drove. We did a big road trip drove through Maryland uh, to see my dad and my aunt and, and visited some friends up in Massachusetts. So so yes, awesome. it was, it was great. Absolutely great. I loved it. Um, the drive, I didn't love so much. I hate it. I've gotten such a grandma where it's like, if it's more than two hours, I'm like, can I just fly? I just can't do it anymore. I can't tell you how many times we said, okay, tell me again, why did we drive? Okay. So, um, but no, I, I, so I grew up in, in Maryland, but then decided to go to college. Now, um, I'm not a spring chicken, sadly. So, <laughs> so it, this was like really in the late 80s. And uh, back then they said, you know, if you want to, and I, I knew it was business, something I wanted to do. And they said, well, they, you know, college consultants and the like mm -hmm. said, if you want to do something in business, uh, they want people coming out of college with a liberal arts degree not a business degree. They were like, well, at that time they said they had too many business degree people entering business. So, so that's what I did. I followed them. I listened to them, uh, the powers that be. And I went to a liberal arts university, Clark university to be specific in Worcester, Massachusetts. So that's how I got up to new England. Mm -hmm. So I was there as a matter of fact, interesting little known fact, which I don't, I guess, well, I was about to say, should this get out, but yeah. I <laughs> release it. Is this like, um, an Oprah, like an aha moment. I'm like, right. okay. It's a confessional, right? So <laughs> I, I went to Clark University. Like I said, I graduated with an economics degree. So I didn't even graduate with an accounting degree. Oh, wow. I know, right? So, uh, so <laughs> I have an economics degree. It was a great time. I love Clark University. I fully support it um, and promote it. Anybody who's interested, it's a wonderful place. Um, really enjoyed it. So, but afterwards, you know, I had taken a couple of intro accounting classes, discovered, hey, this kind of works. I like this. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, when you sit in an accounting class, you quickly know who gets it and who doesn't. It's Correct. like, 
it's very obvious. And so when I looked around the room, I was like, oh, wait, I get this and everyone else doesn't. I'm not well, sure. this is." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it. I decided, OK, I'm going to do accounting. But here I am, a graduate of a, you know, with a, with a bachelor's degree and, and not an accounting degree. And so the way you become an accountant was, you know, you sit for the CPA exam. Mm-hmm. That was challenging. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I got through. I survived um, and uh, got my CPA and started working in public accounting up in Massachusetts um, and then uh, transitioned into internal audit. Mm-hmm. And that brought me into uh, Connecticut. So I was working in uh, Stanford right out of Stanford um, uh, for a company called General Signal Corporation mm-hmm. and uh, internal audit. And then, of course, I found out that I was pregnant with my first child. And so we were traveling um, about two weeks out of every month. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And and overseas. And I was like, well, I can't do this pregnant. <laughs> right. So, uh, so anyway, I, I had my, my first child, my son, and decided to uh, take a different position out of internal audit. And they owned this business unit in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. At the time, it was called uh, Revco Lindbergh. It's now called Thermo Fisher. Oh, yes. And, yeah, right. Exactly. So I came down here through the parent company, General Signal Corporation, at, who was the parent company at the time, uh, and took a, a credit and collections manager role for, again, what's now called Thermo Fisher Scientific um, and and loved it and did and had a number of positions in there for a number of years. And that's kind of what brought us down here. So that's that was, gosh, that was 25 years ago. Wow. Well, I think you can say that you're a Nashville native now. You know? I, I totally agree. I, that's, what, that's it. I'm a native now. Anyone who's been here over 20 years gets native status. Yes, absolutely. And had children here, raised your children here. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. My son, my firstborn was born in Connecticut, but we moved down here. He was just a couple months old. And then I had my daughter and she was born here um, at Mission Hospital. Oh, wow. So you transitioned from doing public accounting. You did um, internal accounting auditing, which a lot of people do when they transition from public accounting. And now you're actually an employee for a company. So how did that transition to you starting your very successful accounting firm that was just named the small business leader of the year for the (laughs) Henderson um, County Chamber? So congratulations. So how did that start? Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we're super excited about that uh, award, uh, that distinction. It's it's really a great honor. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was working, like I said, for Thermo Fisher Scientific, a number of positions, really enjoyed it. My last position, so again, I'm kind of dating myself, my last role with Thermo Fisher, again, it wasn't called Thermo Fisher throughout the whole time I was there, sure. uh, but um, the, my last position with them was as the Sarbanes-Oxley Compliance Coordinator. Oh, yes. So, yes, yeah, so again, dating myself. So this goes back to um, the time when the Sarbanes-Oxley Act first came into play and working for a publicly held company. It was now their job, right, mm-hmm. to have these internal control audits along with their annual financial audits. Yep. Being one of only a couple of CPAs on the team at that time, they had um, asked me if I would take this role on. And what it meant was, was <laughs> making sure this organization, this company 
had written procedures yep. for all of the things that they do, which of course back then nobody had written procedures for anything. That yeah, they- yeah. And see, I had graduated during from college right when Sarbanes Oxley came out, so it was kind of like job security for us young kids coming out because I worked for Pricewaterhouse Coopers, and that's you could just be an audit, you know, like, and then transition into internal audit. And there were so many clients asking you, Hey, come work for us because we need your expertise. So for me, it was kind of an exciting time, but I'm sure after if for you being in the field for so long, that was a really daunting task. It was, but exciting. Um, it was really daunting. Of course, we had to then put all the procedures in place. We'll document them. I mean, of course, we have procedures, but you know, right. to really document them. That was what made them then auditable. So to yes. Speak. Right. And so then, you know, we had a whole process go through these, make sure that I can test them from for each of the different areas and functions and then, you know, figure out what the gaps were so that we could remediate the gaps in time Mm -hmm. for our first Sarbanes-Oxley audit. So so we did that. Um, It was I enjoyed it was a lot of fun. It kind of brought me back, as you mentioned, to my auditing roots. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. I like this. Um, And then they wanted me to travel to the other locations to Mm -hmm. do the same thing in all the other locations. And um, unfortunately, at that time, I was going through a divorce and I Mm. just could not uh, travel. You know, it was just too much for me to do Uh, So a position opened up at the Asheville Jewish Community Center for their director of finance (laughs) over there. And I thought, okay, that's that's kind of the break I needed. I wanted to kind of do something totally different for a not for profit Mm -hmm. um, over there. And uh, my kids were really small so I could be around them because they were going to to preschool there. So so I took that job. um, And that was really I I was there for seven years over at the Asheville Jewish Community Center. But it was an, an amazing experience. Experience. First of all, the organization is amazing. So any of your listeners out there, yes. <laughs> if you don't know about the Asheville JCC, uh, you should get to know it. It's an amazing institution uh, and they have an, a great, uh, actually five-star rated, consistently five-star rated uh, preschool um, you know, program, as well as uh, early, the whole early childhood education program. They take uh, infants all the way up through pre-K. Um, so so being there really was an amazing experience, met a ton of people and realized that as a not-for-profit, how fortunate they were to have a CPA yes. in their organization as a director of finance and, and realized not a lot of organizations have that opportunity. And so that's what sort of kind of started the kind of ball rolling, the wheels turning, so to speak of, oh, okay, well, if I if I help other organizations because I don't think they would have a CPA on their team, how mm-hmm. great that would be. And so one step after another, I said, well, I'll just go ahead and start my own practice. I'll start my own firm, which I did. And, and our firm is a little bit unique. Um, and, you know, Veronica, you know, most uh, CPAs that work in firms or own their own firm, they're doing either tax preparation work or they're doing a test services, audits, reviews, those things. And what we do is very much not any of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love you, yes. (laughs) So we, like you said uh, at the beginning of this discussion, we work with small to mid-sized businesses and not-for-profits of all sizes to, to do everything 
in between. So we are really partner with our clients and we help them with everything from startup, set up the accounting system all the way through to helping them account for their transactions of their organization to the contract controller, contract CFO kind of work. And that was really how it started. It was really just, you know, my my effort, my wanting to help other not-for-profits and small businesses in the area uh, really just get started and have the benefit of a CPA without having to put the CPA on their staff. Right. And was it intentional for you to have a staff of all women? Has it always been women for the last nine years? You know, it actually has been. I love yeah. For the last nine years, but admittedly not intentional okay. um, because I'm, you know, I want to be fair uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, to the men out there as well. Um, <laughs> my, my intention has always been to hire the best and the brightest to sure. work with because it's about uh, us providing great service to our clients, but also working together. Like I can't yes. even tell you how important that is, right? Because you, you learn so much from each other. Yep. And so putting the best and the brightest into a team that I can learn from, that I can work with mm-hmm. was the intention. Um, it wasn't at the exclusion of men, but it just ended up being the best and the brightest. Women <laughs> <laughs> in Western North Carolina. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Well, Though, so Michelle, before we get off, I definitely part of the show, we always like to give some tips or jewels to listeners. And you have such a wide range of experience. Like you said, you've been here for over 20 years. What are common mistakes that you have seen with businesses that you've consulted with? Some tips that you can give the listeners that if they can avoid these roadblocks. You know, thank you so much for asking that question. It's a great question. I think I think people get ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. They move too quickly and and it happens fast. You yeah. just don't even realize it and, and they don't. They get into it and one thing leads to another and before you know it, they're down the pike and it's kind of like you never built the foundation. Like I, I see mm-hmm. this now, but it's on pretty shaky ground because there's no foundation. And so so the, the, challenge, the challenges that we have most often are the, the folks that come to us after the fact and say, oh, gosh, now I realize I need to build the foundation, but I've already got this house standing. So, you know, help me get all these transactions, you know, accounted for properly. Help me put the processes in place and the procedures. And, you know, working with accounting systems, if we didn't really start the thinking process from the beginning of how we want to structure it with our eye to the future, mm-hmm. what makes the most sense in terms of putting putting everything in the right buckets and set up for the organization to grow with, it's really hard to kind of go backwards. Yes. So I would say that's that's probably the, the biggest challenge I find folks get into is they don't they don't stop and think that the accounting for their organization and putting the proper procedures, processes, foundation, the organizational structure for the for their business in place or their not for profit in place before they get too far down the pike is really what what really is terrible for them. And and the good thing out of that, even though it's a common mistake, like you said, it can be fixed. You know, so if there are people out there that do need help, you have the resources or the referrals um, that you can give. And what I really like about your firm that makes you unique is that you really do fill in those gaps for staffing. I've known numerous people that have come to you and you help them get a, a position somewhere. So it's not always you, you know, I'm taking this 
you know, job or project for my firm, you're always reaching out to me and to other accountants, which I truly appreciate. And that's what I, again, respect so much about you is that you're all about helping, you know, like it's not just about you growing your business. And I think that's why you've been so successful because it's just very genuine and it shows. You you are so sweet. And, and, but you're right. I really do feel like that's, you know, when you, what you put out there, it will mm-hmm. come back to you, but that's, and that's not the end game, right? It's right. not about me or what's coming back to me, uh, but truly want to help others. And you're right. We, we make referrals. We, like you said, we've contacted you. You mm-hmm. mentioned uh, Wade, uh, excellent, excellent accountant. Yeah. Um, he and I work a lot together, share clients. Uh, and we also just kind of bounce things off of each other. It's a community of all of us here uh, in, in the area, the CPAs and accountants, but we do, we make referrals and we are able to help clients. Yeah. Even though they get down that pike and it may be some, in some ways, a little bit kind of wish you had done this before, but (laughs) yes, we say this all the time. Like, Oh, so you just signed a lease. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, no, we can certainly help get it fixed and cleaned up for sure. Awesome. Well, tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you if they want to utilize your services, if it's filling in those gaps for staffing or they're just getting started or they've been in business for a few years and they've just never, like you said, had that strong accountant or CPA on their team to really help them make sure that everything is running how they want it to run and that they know you know, how to project in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, we have a website. So it's michelletrotzcpa.com. Um, and also email is, is great. And when you get on our website, we have an email, con- you know, contact us kind of link. So you can certainly send us a, an email through the website. Um, and, and we would be happy to help. We offer free consultations. So we're, we definitely want to make sure that any client and myself are, are, are a good fit. So is, is our firm a good fit for what that client is looking for and needs? So we want to sit down and have a, a long conversation, you know, uh, about what it is they're looking for and make sure that it is going to be the right fit. But definitely any of the listeners that are interested in learning more, our website has a lot of information about our services as well as a client list so they can see if they think they fit with us. And uh, like I said, we'd be happy to, to sit down and chat and offer that consultation and see what we might be able to do to help them. Awesome. Well, Michelle, you know, I'm a fan. I could talk to you all day long. I'm already thinking in my head about, okay, I got to have Michelle on like once a month <laughs> and we could talk about nerdy accounting stuff. That- <laughs> I love it. But thank you again, because you are one of my inspirations. I so appreciate you being another fellow female CPA. It's not a lot of us out there. And especially with me being a minority, you just always embraced me. You never judged me as wild and crazy as I have been. (laughs) And you just always encouraged me. So I just thank you so much for coming on my little show. And um, I wish you more and more success. You're going to be 10 years old next year. And I Mm -hmm. hope we have a big party. I'll be there to celebrate (laughs) with you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. But thank you again. And I just want to remind the listeners that they can listen to the Veronica Edwards show every Friday at 4.30 p.m. And you can listen to that on bizradioashville.com or you can get the app by entering in 36260 as the contact and text Asheville to 36260. So again, Michelle, thank you so much. Have a great day. And I look forward to the partnership that we will continue to have in the future. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Veronica. You're my inspiration, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. 
Awesome. Well, guys, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.